OK Computer is the third studio album by the English rock band Radiohead, released in 1997. Uh, Radiohead self-produced the album with Nigel Goodrich, an arrangement they have used for all their subsequent albums. Uh, Radiohead recorded most of OK Computer in their rehearsal space in Oxfordshire and the historic mansion of St. Catherine's Court in Bath. Uh, which is owned by Jane Seymour, nonetheless, Brad. Uh, Dr. Quinn, medicine woman. Yeah, it's her house. Uh, some, somehow, somewhere, someone's getting paid money just because we mentioned her name. Yeah, every time we say Jane Seymour, we have to give a dollar to her. Mm, and All also, in fact, um, uh, baby Lorenzo Lamar. Gets wings. Lorenzo Lamar. Renegade. Who was that? There was like a lot. Oh, Sully. That was his name. Remember that? The long haired guy, the handsome guy for the lettuce on, on Dr. Quinn. I'm sure it was Sully. I don't know. Let us know in the comments who Dr. Quinn's hot piece of ass was in that TV show from the 90s. Do go on. Back on topic. Uh- the band distanced themselves from the guitar-centered, lyrically introspective style of their previous al- album, The Bends. OK Computer's abstract lyrics, densely layered sound, and eclectic influences laid the groundwork for Radiohead's later, more experimental work. Uh, so the record company EMI uh, heard the record and they lowered their sales estimates and thought this thing's going to be a bit of a turkey. Uh, but it, it turned up reaching number one on the UK album charts and debuted at number 21 on the Billboard 200. Uh, Paranoid, Android, Carnival Police, Lucky, No Surprises were released as singles. The album has sold at least 7.8 million units worldwide. Uh, OK Computer received critical acclaim and has been cited by listeners, critics, and musicians as one of the greatest albums of all time. Uh, was nominated for Album of the Year and won Best Alternative Music Album at the 98 Grammy Awards. I'm done. That's all I've got to mm. say. I'm just going to sit quietly for the rest of the episode. Well, that would be a almost Radiohead-like podcast, wouldn't it? Just to be, know. you know, divert expectations and have an hour, you know, an hour-long silent album. Oh. Yeah, with a few bleeps and bloops in there. You don't, you don't strike me as a Radiohead guy, Dan. Would that be correct? Uh, I got the bends when it came out. I was into it. Why? What made you get the bends? I love creep. I love creep, but I never got that album. (laughs) Yeah, well, that album's only got one song on it. Pablo Honey was there first. Creep was, you know, a standout track for sure. I remember they had that other song, Everybody Plays Guitar, Anybody Can Play Guitar or something. Yeah, it was crap. Yeah, I never got that album, but I like that song. Uh, I got the Benz. It's got some good stuff on it. It's all right. Mm. Yeah, it's all right. Yeah, it's a good stuff. It was a bit, a bit noisy for me, like a bit oh. weird guitars. Right. Kind of put me out a bit. Uh, I think I pilfered this one off... Um, Lime wire or something back in the day. <laughs> okay, computer. All right. It's all right. all right. 
It's all right. And then uh, I was completely out when they started doing the weird stuff. Yeah, I think a lot of people bailed. Look, I uh, I don't remember Creep coming out. Uh, I remember my first Radiohead experience was seeing the music video for High and Dry, I think, which was the single off mm-hmm. The Bends. And great I went, song. Great song. Yeah. Oh, that's a great song. It sort of hit me and then... I can't. I think the next one was Just or some other one of the rockier tunes, or maybe it was that uh, one where he's in the shopping cart in the video. Fake plastic, uh, fake trees. plastic trees. I think that was it. the best song. Yeah. Yeah. And so that sold me. I was like, right, I'm I'm getting this album. You know, when you're a, um, what year did that come out? Maybe '96 or something. I don't know. Bought well, it. This is '97. So. Okay, I'll just say '95 then. Years. So you know, little 15 year old me it was. An album I fully invested myself in, the Benz. I love that. Played it end to end. You know, you set up your fake music stage in your room and you sing into the microphone. And, you know, I imagined myself singing Radiohead tunes. That's quite sad. Talent show, you know. That was I was into it. I was loving it. It's a bit pathetic, Brad. It's a bit pathetic. Ah, uh, we've all done it. Don't you lie. You haven't no, you're the, the only one. on and gone, I'm Metallica. Thank you, Los Angeles. No, no, anyway. no, never, no one's ever done that except for you. You're <laughs> pathetic. What? Okay. I'm a trendsetter. Loser. I liked it. I prefer to call myself a trendsetter. Anyway, oversharing, that Get album led into this album, obviously, and Paranoid Android was the first single. Loved it. Weird, weird as fuck, but loved it because it was Radiohead, and uh, I dug them. I thought this album was genius at the time, and in re-listening upon it now, I still think it's genius. You know, I think it's it's peak Radiohead. We can put it that way. When it came out, it was called the greatest album of all time. Yeah, and I felt that was quite an exaggeration. Yeah, I agree. And some, what's wrong with the British? Because, like, this was the greatest album of all time. Oasis mm. was supposed to be the greatest band of all time. Verb were mm. the most influential band of all time because Oasis mm. liked them. Uh-huh. The British are lying fuckholes, to be honest. Aren't they? Wow. they blow That's everything they, out of proportion. That's how the Commonwealth took over the world, isn't it? You know? Spice Girls were the greatest whatever they were. All time, yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. The Queen. She's the best queen they've ever had. Anyway. Yes. Um Yeah. Charlie's got the best, the best Freddie best. Mercury of all time. The best uh, is, is he British? I don't know where Freddie was from. Segway. But yeah, I remember when he was this Indian gentleman. Wasn't he Pakistan or something like that? Oh Christ, I don't know. Who he cares? Was. He's dead. AIDS. Uh Monkeypox. What the fuck was I saying? I was talking about some bullshit. Something um, incredibly offensive. No, you were talking about how it was voted the greatest album of all time. And I remember that. Like mm. it was like Enemy and Rolling Stone or whatever it was. You know, it was the year after it came out and they do this big, you know, 100 greatest albums of all time. And you're like, oh, fuck. All right. There's going to be some Beatles and the Stones and all the usual shit in the top 10. You know, you expect Sergeant Peppers to be in there, you know, near number one or number one. And 
I remember reading it and you start at number 100 and you work your way down and you go, oh yeah, there's Pearl Jam 10, there's you know, Metallica Black, fucking Nirvana, Rolling Stones, a million Beatles albums, right? They're all in there somewhere. And then you get down to the top 10 and it's like Bob Dylan's uh, Highway 61 Revisited and Blonde on Blonde and then there's Beatles albums. And, and you're like, right, I haven't seen Sgt. Pepper's yet, so that's obviously number one. And you can see where this is going. Sgt. Pepper's, number two, OK Computer, number one. And I'm mm. like, it's only been out a year. How is it the greatest album of all time? All time. Don't believe you. And then the next year, yeah. when everybody's forgotten about it, it was fucking number 50 or something, and Sergeant Pepper's back at number one, rightfully so. So is it 25 years later now? This is 25 years old. Oh, I think it's aged reasonably well. Is it the greatest album of all time? Oh, I, I think it's one of the greatest, like, alternative albums, maybe. Like, it's definitely up there and unique and it has vision and voice and it's well-produced and it's a band at the peak of their powers. No doubt about that. Whether you like it or not, you have to go, fuck, that's great. You know, like, some people hate, uh, what's Lou Reed's band? Fucking Velvet Underground, right? Everybody, ah, Velvet Underground, fucking greatest band of all time. All the Ramones, you know, and some people listen to it and go, fuck, that sounds shit. Oh, I don't like that. But overall, trendsetters, great albums. And I think that's what Radiohead here and the album before. So the Benz in this, peak Radiohead, right? This may be more than the Benz, but they're yeah, different versions of the same band. And then they've had some good stuff since. But not as good. You know, they've gone a bit, the term you like to use, bleepy bloopy. I don't know if this. I've ever seen bleepy bloopy. How would you describe the music that Daniel Johns makes now? I haven't listened to it. Ah. He's doing dancey music, isn't he? Or yeah. Dancey hippity hops. Hippity hops. All right. Okay, yeah. I guess. I'm sorry, I've misquoted you. But look, from from I'd call a lot of this a bit shit, to be honest. Borderline, a bit average. Wow. Yeah, there's a few epics, but uh-huh. like there's kind of a lot of shit. I think there's a couple of shit and a whole bunch of genius, if you ask me. But that's what we're here to discuss. Why? Yeah. Why? Which ones do you think are a bit shit? Throw one at me. Obviously, well, let's. Well, before we get into that, track seven, Fitter Happier, let's just pretend that's not on the album. You know, the, um, uh, God, what's the guy in the wheelchair, super genius scientist voice guy? Stephen Hawking. He's dead already. Yeah. The well, album that's- before we get into the songs, is there actually anything oh. interesting about their personalities? I don't know. I mean, do they actually do anything in their private lives? Any controversies? No. I'm glad no that pedos. Any. I'm good for no pedos, or at least I don't know. What Pretty I boring. like about what I like about Radiohead, Dan, is they're a lot like let's say Tool, for example, where you don't know a fucking thing about the band's personal life. I don't want to know who's growing you know, wine, though we know that now about the singer of Tool. But I don't want to know about my musician's home life. I just want to go, here's a song. Show me your image. That's fine. You can have an image as a band, 
But then I don't want to know you're a real person who shits and stinks like yeah, everybody else. The only like controversy I can think of is they played a concert in Palestine because one of the band members, oh no, Israel, because one of the band members is married to an Israeli lady. Mm. And um, Roger Waters stuck his fucking nose in as usual and did a rady rah and uh, Palestine, you can't play in Israel. And they told him to fuck off or something, politely, uh-huh. in an English kind of way. Um, that's the only controversial thing I kind of really know about them. You don't need to be controversial to be a good band, do you? Is that a prerequisite? Well, it's kind of like... <laughs> I'm just kind of looking for something interesting to say about these pricks. They're boring. <laughs> they're, just well, they're just well-educated British shitheads who uh, make music. Where's yeah. the cocaine, throwing TVs out the window, crashing Lamborghinis, getting your arm chopped off in bloody car accidents? What the fuck's know? wrong with them? Peeing on people on stage. Oh, my God. I'd forgotten about that until you brought it up. still don't remember what the name of that band is. I mean, what have they been doing band. with themselves all these years? They're just fucking making British. Music. Fuck, they're just making music and selling millions of albums. Losers. Trippy, dippy music with the lazy eye. That people right. love and soak up. Making millions of dollars and not getting into any trouble just, at all. It just annoys me. Living the perfect musician life. Oh, going to church on Sunday, eating their vegetables. Nice clothes, $4,000 watches. Have they ever been to rehab? Oh, actually, I I think, nah, don't quote me on this. I thought Tom York did have some alcoholism thing. Oh, thank fucking God. (laughs) Sorry, Tom, if I'm wrong. (laughs) Um, But I'm just, I want to throw in some controversy for you. Let's just say he does. Let's just say he did. Massive alcoholic. Possibly a yeah, cross-dresser. Yeah, brutal alcoholic, <laughs> long hair, records an address. All right. Oh, now it's getting interesting. So when uh, you chuck this on for the re-listen and you put yeah. the CD in your CD player and you hit play and it sped up and it started spinning and the first notes of Airbag came out, how'd you feel? Actually, I fucked it up because um, I, <laughs> I, I listened to it on YouTube Oh. And I had the setting on play at 1.25. So the oh, album flew far, flew by quite quickly, <laughs> but I was thinking, well, this doesn't sound good at all. Yeah. I didn't realize till it finished. So I had to listen to it again at normal speed. And I have to, I recommend listening to it at normal speed because it is a lot better. At normal speed. Intended. Yeah. Okay. Listen, as intended, as the producer wished, not at one and a half times speed. That makes perfect sense. One and a quarter, yeah. I'm glad you Um, dropped that essential tidbit to our listeners today. So Airbag, the first song, um, sounds quite messy at Mm. 1.25 speed. Mm -hmm. Um, It sounded quite noisy. Yeah. Sounds a little noisy at normal speed. Yeah. I didn't like that song. I got borderline. I could probably sort of skip it. Uh, My notes Uh are quite detailed on this one. Uh, in brackets, yeah. I wrote kind of shit. <laughs> it's a two-word <laughs> review. <laughs> yeah, I don't really care for that one. Yeah, that's okay. It's a tough, it is a tough introduction. I feel like there's way better songs on the album, but I guess 
you know, as with anything, there's always a bit of filler. And this album's strange in that songs that are filler on the first few listens stop being filler later on. Mm. Mm. Greatest album of all time. The opening is a bit difficult. Yep. Yep. It doesn't sound good at 1.25 times speed. So if you like to listen to your albums at 1.25, that's probably not for you. Do you think maybe we should try listening to Sgt. Peppers at 1.25 speed? I used to listen to thrash metal records. I used to high speed dub them and listen to them that way. And they were awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Sweet. And you save a little time. Uber thrash. Uh, Paranoid Android. Mm. Quality. You can't go wrong. Mm. It's it's a a modern Bohemian Rhapsody, right? Like I don't want to go that far. Yeah, I saw that on Wikipedia where they were saying they were trying to write a Bohemian Rhapsody with lots of sections. (laughs) I don't know. I liked it more back in the day. Yeah, right. 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 You have to admit it's a. It's a it's a flagpole of songwriting though. Like you go, you think of mid nineties, Paranoid Android's going to be in there somewhere. It's a standout track for sure. There's nothing else like it at the time. You know, this is post. You know, Kurt shot his face off. Um, Alice in Chains are fucking in the wilderness. Um, you know, it's post grunge. What are they trying to figure out? You got all these you know, headless bands that don't know what they're doing, and then Radiohead. It gets away from the American thing, and it's very this is you know it's very brash, very intellectual, and it was very musical as well. You know this isn't fucking three power chords in a chorus. This is some complex shit, right? With <laughs> choirs and different sections, and a video that's got cartoon titties in it. It's it? you know watch that should have. It's it was a mind fuck. I remember seeing the video the first time, going, "Can they put this on television?" I think there's even like a hand job in there somewhere. It's oh, you know, I'm gonna have to mark this one up. It's unique. Do your research, cartoon titties. Okay, I regret missing out on the cartoon titties, and I apologize. Paranoid Android. It was named after um, the little robot in um, what's it? Uh, the Galaxy movie. Uh, Stop tapping your microphone on your cock. Um, no, I will. Re- I refuse. Uh, what's that? Um, uh, Hitchhiker's Guide Short to the second. Galaxy. All oh, right. Okay. Yeah, that makes Maybe. sense. Maybe there was something there. Paranoid Android. So they stole it from yeah. me. Uh, subterranean homesick alien. Uh, yeah, I could. I could take or leave it. Really, like this is. I think subterranean greatest album aliens. of all time. Well, that's what others have said. Neither of us have said that. Uh, I think that's a song that on the first few listens I didn't like. And then, when I, you know, as you go back to it over time, it's like, oh, okay. Yeah, this, you know, it fits in. I'm getting used to it. I guess as your, as your brain figures it out. I don't know. But, yeah, not as, not as skippable as it once was for me. Yeah. Mm. But I'm always excited to get to track four. Which I think is one of the bangers. Emotional. Music. music. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. Oh, it's a great song. Epic, I put. Right. 
it was written for um, Romeo and Juliet, staying, starring Leonardo DiCaprio and uh, Claire Danes, but they mm. pulled it at the last minute, so you're not allowed it. Yeah, didn't they put another Radiohead song in there? Uh, maybe. I'm sure they had another song on the soundtrack. Anyway, we're, we're a rel, uh, rel? Can't even speak. We are a well-researched podcast society here. Over 4,000 hours of research goes into every episode. Yeah. We go down to the local National Library and spend hours upon hours going through the Dewey Decimal System, finding facts about each album. Now, it was a good fucking podcast voice there. I should keep that for future episodes. Uh, but, yeah, good emotional roller coaster. Great. Like, what I love about this track, it was probably the first one when I listened to this album back in the day that grabbed me and pulled me in both from tone. Yeah, it's all somber. There's a lot of somber with Radiohead. But also production-wise, like uh, great acoustic guitar. And then when the bass and drums kick in at the end, ah, genius. Just it hits you. Hits you right in the feels. I thought it was a big synth, but... Sounds like maybe a big distorted bass or something. Yeah, yeah. it'll be a distorted bass. Yeah. yeah. Uh, next song, Let Down. I, I wrote in beautiful and put hmm. epic. I enjoy yeah. that song. Absolutely. I I concur with your statement. Just another emotional journey. Again, melancholy. But that's those were the times we were living in back in '97. Mm. So the big hit of the album. Karma Police, 340 million listens on uh, on the oh. Spotify machine. Is that, what, Epic. Is, that, is that the most listens off the album? Yeah. Play, Paranoid Android, 147 million. Exit Music, wow. 116 million. Wow, so Karma Police uh, is like double. Well, in the millions, double the millions. <laughs> no Surprises, 275 million. Oh, what? Oh, is that and, more? No less, 275. Karma Police is 340. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm with you. Sweet. The rest of the album is Who Gives a Fuck. Yeah. I could see that with Spotify. You're sort of picking and choosing what's good. Karma Police, man, that's a that's a, that's a song that's hitting a bandit. Everything's gelling, right? Super yeah. well-produced, solid drum sound. It's all there. It's unique. Too. I don't you know, like I couldn't say, right, that Karma Police song, I really like that. What's another song that's just like that? Just it's Radiohead. Mm. I don't know what the fuck he's singing about. What are the say, Karma he, Police? He is a um he is a voice that wears on me after a while. One of those okay. high pitchy yeah. He's whiny, yeah. Mm. Uh, so next song, Fitter Happier, you don't like it. Only gets oh, 19 million listens. <laughs> well, I'd skip, I'd you know, you listen to it the first time and then never listen to it again. I'm gonna disagree because that's one I actually really enjoy. I kind of like it. Wow, I like the uh, the voice, psychopath speech. Yeah, I like that one. Yeah. I did put filler next to it, but then I kind of also actually really enjoy it. I don't know. Oh, fucking weird. Um, yeah. Better, happier, more productive. 
That's all I remember. That's all anybody remembers. You just like put that on your headphones and think Stephen Hawking's like whispering in your ear, <laughs> whispering sweet nothings in your ear while you're fucking um, hanging yourself in the closet, jerking it. Wishing you were in a wheelchair. It's like you're staring through the window, Brad. <laughs> well, um, get out the camera. Fuck. I just gave it away. Damn it. Oh, God. I'm going to wave to you next time I'm on the toilet. <laughs> uh, electioneering. To the bowl. <laughs> electioneering. I kind of thought this was the most standard, boring kind of a song dressed yeah. up to be something a bit more interesting. Yeah. All right. You know, that's, um, you know, like a basic song with, hey, let's put some, you know. Weird noises. Guitars in it and it'll be a. It'll fit nicely at number eight, I think. The um, what was their producer's name? Nigel. Hey, Nigel. What do you think of electioneering, Nigel? And yeah. uh, it'd be like, yeah, put some guitars on it, boys, and we'll put it at number eight. I would be surprised if someone said this album's a bit fucking slow, and they went, "Oh shit, let's cook up a fast yeah. song." Yeah, let's put the some last one. Admittedly, like you said, the record company were like, oh, brah. after listening to it, projected sales, going to be a little bit down. I agree. Like the, the Benz was, Radiohead were on the way to being the new, the next U2. You know, it was all stadium guitars, power chords and big bombastic choruses and sort of poppy rock. And then to have this dropped on you, yeah, it's like I said, melancholy, downbeat, has moments of, you know, s- celebration, but it's, yeah, somber ce- celebration. That's f- fucking, you it's know, um, double negative. But. Funny to me that they said that this, the Benz had the introspective lyrics and this one is more uh, random sentences and nonsensical, but this sounds like the more introspective album with the yeah. deep, you know. Yeah. Music musically, yeah, definitely, yeah. yeah. But that less like this, this record, OK Computer. I find it harder to see the influences of the band. Uh, this is more, you know, this is our thing. We this is radio. This you know, if you want to say the Radiohead sound, you point someone towards this. Well, this is where I would. Whereas the bands, you could go, you know, U two or Nirvana or yeah, you, know, you see the influences and somebody else doing the same thing. Whereas this, this is pretty unique, at least in the mainstream. I think mm, it was different at that so point. It stood out. Yeah, electioneering. Um, fuck that song, but climbing up the walls. Woo! Epic. Come on. I um, I I wrote good, but goes nowhere. Ah, it kind of just right. carries on. It climbs up the yeah. walls. Well, it kind of didn't really crescendo for me. It just yeah, sort of plotted. Always like this is a good like you're driving down the motorway song. It's it's just a mood, and it just keeps going. And I like the build of the choruses and the sound of like the deep echoey sound of the drums and the bass. It's got more. It just feels feels good. It just hits the like musically. Production-wise, it hits you in the feels. 
you know, I think it achieves what they were trying to get through the recording process. I mean, it's tough when you like you sit down and you've done it. You sit down with your acoustic guitar or your one guitar and you go to write a song, right? And you've got your right here's my verses and okay, this is going to be this is my emotional chorus to then first take it to your band and go right here's my track and they go all right yeah i see that no you want this chorus to be okay the bass gotta figure it out and you're all in the room working out the sounds but then to go in the studio and lay it down and capture it across the board and be able to express on the tape the exact feeling you were trying to get across when it's just you with your acoustic guitar but and do it better mm. that's that's this man like whew. I, I think i remember back in the day they started recording this album then abandoned it and moved somewhere else because it didn't have the right feeling right they needed to go somewhere more haunted i'm sure did you say this was recorded in some fucking mansion somewhere it was partly at Jane Seymour's house, which you look at it, it's a great right. big stone manor kind of a thing. And then they yeah, went yeah. back to a studio and finished off bits. Right. Uh, so a lot of bands do that, eh? Like go get out of the studio and go and take, uh, you know, portable equipment to a venue and record there. I think Led Zeppelin did it with, was it Headley Grange or whatever they recorded? Mm. Uh, one yeah, of their Pink, albums. Pink Floyd did it. And, yeah. Yeah. Rolling Stones and all those. I was told they got a hundred thousand pounds by the record company to go record this thing. Right, doesn't seem like much. Um, Maybe I actually it is watched a producer good. talking the other day, and he said like the average big um, debut for a major label band is about 55, 60, 65, 55, 65 grand US. Mm. Oh, right. uh, a more upmarket album by a successful band might be 100, 125 kind of a thing. Yeah, right. So £100,000 well, yeah. was quite a bit. That's a lot. Yeah. Well, I guess they're coming off the back of a pretty big album. The Benz was huge, really. You know, had a few big singles off it. I don't know what number they got to, you know, like but Fake Plastic Trees was definitely all over the airwaves here. And if it's doing that here, then fuck, it's got to be. Boom I remember they had a lot of songs, a lot of singles from the, the bands. Uh, so that gets 30 million listens, so that's a no, no one gives a shit. Electioneering, yeah. 29 million, who gives a shit? No surprises, 275 million. Yeah, it was a big that's single. That's a fucking song. Yeah, yeah, great song. Do you remember the video where he essentially drowned himself in that fishbowl on his head? No, no. No. So don't they... They start the video and it's just Tom York's face in a fishbowl. And then as he's singing, it fills up with water from the bottom. This is a single shot. There's no cuts. And it goes all the way up over his nose, over his eyes, and, it, and then it fills this fishbowl and he's singing underwater. And he's wow. singing away. And he gets to, I don't know what point in the song is, and then the water just goes, drops out. And he's fucking, you know, you can see in his eyes that he's right at the end of, you know, his breath or whatever, and he goes, and then he keeps singing or miming the rest of the song. It's a great video. Super simple, fucking intense. Reminded me a lot of, uh, who was the bald chick? Fuck, I wish I was better with names. Is Nancy? No, 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 no. Sinead O'Connor did uh, Nothing Compares to You. It was that just her face. 
She sings the song. She cries in a single take. <sighs> Beautiful, right? Before, uh, before she went completely crazy. Oh, I think she was crazy at the time, you know. Never trust before we noticed her. her being crazy. Yeah, sure. Yeah, before she ripped up a picture of the Pope. That'll do it. Uh, yeah, mm. great video. Check it out. No surprises. And a great song. And I think the UK's only number one with a xylophone in it. Oh, does it? Hmm. Oh, yeah. I, I got a <laughs> compilation album and this was on it. And this was, this was a song I just listened to over and over again. I thought it was great. Ended up get, getting into um, getting OK Computer. Yeah. Right. Uh, last two songs, spoiler alert, didn't like them. <laughs> Lucky and The Tourist. And, yeah, Lucky was a single, <laughs> apparently. Yeah, I don't see it. Lucky I, I could leave, you know, when we get to the next section. Yeah, you'll learn it doesn't do well. The Tourist. I'm happy for it to be there, you know. I think it's it's a, a boring way, but a way to wrap up an album. I'm sure if I sat a bit down, of a fizzle, with a, isn't it? Yeah, but if I sat down with a lyrical sheet, you know, for the whole album, I'm sure somehow it would wrap up some theme that Thomas is trying to get us to, you know, be a part of. In my four thousand hours of research, I discovered where the name OK Computer came from. Mm. Forget what it was. <laughs> um, it was either a book or a movie. Okay, awesome. Oh, I think it was from Hitchhikers as well. Oh, everything's from there. Mm. Right, we'll just say it was, even if it's not. So Tom's an alcoholic, and the uh, the album title is from yeah, alcoholic crossdresser um, who likes to watch uh, Hitchhikers Guy. Or maybe he only read the book. I don't know. Possibly a pedo. Wow. Uh, I'm not I'm not gonna put that out in the universe. Dan, that's not me. That's you. We're all Surprises. possibly a pedo though, aren't we? No. Um, <laughs> okay, so what have you got for skippability? How many how many yeah. would you skip? Out of twelve songs, it's fifty three goddamn minutes. Uh, it uh, hasn't filled a CD. A CD can take uh, 75 minutes. So there's plenty of empty space there. They could have put a hidden song on or something. Uh, look, I chuck it on. I'm listening all the way through to, uh, yeah, I'm getting right through the first six songs generally. You know, I guess occasionally you'd skip Airbag and Subterranean, but I'm not going with occasionally. I'm going every time. Fit of happier. I'm fucking. Skip, and then I'm skipping eight as well. So I'm getting rid of two. Climb up the walls, I'm going to listen to, no surprises, I'm absolutely listening to. Lucky's out of there and the tourist is out of there. So I'm going to skip four out of the 12. Gosh. And that's with a couple of borderlines, I'll be fair. You know, like mood-wise, if you're not in the mood for subterranean, homeschooling, you don't have to listen to it. But no, I think... Mm. For me, that's that's eight out of twelve. That's a that's pretty solid, pretty solid. Uh, greatest album ever made. Eight out of twelve. Number one. Uh, I got better than Sergeant Pepper. I think I what did I got? I got I got three filler and four borderlines. Borderline meaning I could yeah, kind of yeah. skip it or yeah. 
I'm explaining it for the audience, Brad, for fuck's sake. Hey, it's just Jesus you and me here. Nobody listens to this shit. It's just you and me. Biggest Keep podcast going. on the internet. Like and subscribe. Um, yeah, three of all. So, uh, and I got what, three or four epics? Ten nudes. Four epics. Ten nudes. <laughs> yeah. Brad and I have started a. Um, OnlyFans page, which uh, mm. we're inviting people to support us. It's called Only Dance. <laughs> yeah, we wear some really cute outfits, and they're a little mm. bit too naughty for YouTube. And, uh, yeah, check it out. Yeah, there's there's some dancing. We've got rhythm. Oh, see, uh, didn't Denise do ASMR. Starting OnlyFans. Yeah, it's about That's thirty fun. years late. <laughs> 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 oh, shots fired. <laughs> I think mine would do better than hers at this point. God. <laughs> you're going to hear from Miss Richards' agents. Richards's? Richards? Uh, I think Charlie Sheen's would do better than hers. <laughs> oh, I'd, I'd check out Charlie's. Sure. Yeah, you see what he's packing. Yeah, I'm sure it's, and you know. There's what? plenty of sheen on it. <laughs> <laughs> plenty of Charlie, if you know what I mean. Yeah, I am Charlie, <laughs> if you know what I mean. Uh, so what are you rating this son of a bitch, Brad? Oh, we're getting into that already. Look, I... Overall, 37 minutes in, Brad. Fuck, what a great episode. If you've lasted this far, if you've made it 37 minutes in, like and subscribe. Leave us a five-star review. Join us on OnlyFans. Join us on OnlyFans or join Denise Richards and Charlie Sheen on OnlyFans. Um, Probably not worth the $5 a month, but actually, I don't know. Join our OnlyFans instead. You'll you'll get my legs are far superior, my butt tighter, my bosom firm and subtle. You'll get entertained. You won't get off. You'll You'll be entertained. If you're uh, bulimic and you're having trouble throwing up, our OnlyFans is our perfect. Only fans. Yeah. <laughs> if you've been vomit-free since 03, join our OnlyFans. If you're constipated, we, we will we will fix that. Um, yeah. Ratings. Yes. Okay, computer. Uh, look, I'm still a big fan of early Radiohead and... I would recommend this album to people for sure. There's a couple of golden, like uh, Hail to the Thief and uh, Amnesiac and stuff that came after. I, I still rate, like, huge, massive band. They're up there for me as, you know, one of those, what do you call them, gold standard bands, I suppose. You know, they're def- I rate them highly, and this is, yeah, this is peak Radiohead for me. So I'm going to, I'm, I'm going to. I'm gonna give it. I'm gonna give it. I'm gonna give it. Like I'm giving it nine lazy eyes out of ten. <laughs> what eight out of twelve songs you're giving it a nine? Yep, absolutely. You always, you always like go, yeah, look at you, you you rated it wrong. Why are you rating it? You said you could skip it. 
I can rate it however I like. I think it's a quality album. Yes, there's some crap on there, but the <laughs> the joy of it, the overall brilliance of it outweighs a couple of crap songs. You gave the fucking Black Album a 10 out of 10, and I think that's a pile of dog shit. So continue. Uh, check out our previous episode on um, Brad and I hate half the uh, songs on the record. Uh, Nine. Why do we do this? <laughs> why are we friends? Um, I'm trying to think of something sarcastic to rate this out of. Oh, well, you're taking too long. I guess snappy, snappy. Do more fucking cocaine. Get up with it. Uh, that's what I was going to say before. This is an album that needs more cocaine, a bit of pep in its step, you know? Like, if they were drug addicts, this would be a far superior album. Um, okay. Then, But then uh, they just grow up and be like fucking James Hetfield and cry on stage and say, I need my brothers. Uh, I've been too far with the drugs and the alcohol. I was yeah. bad. Yeah. That, that that motherfucker's like fucking tragic as shit. That's why he makes great albums. Does he? Fucking genius. He's a troubled he? man. That's where it comes uh. from. The pain from his soul. Yeah, yeah from my soul. Yeah. 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 Money bags for shoes. <laughs> yeah. Ain't that no Napster. He's got soul, motherfucker. Soul. He's done drugs. He's banged 10 million fucking women. Ah, has he though? I'm keeping it together. Yeah, lots guys of hanging sheen. on by his fucking fingernails. God bless him. Yeah, plenty of sheen on his cock. Ah, oh, hell yeah. I can't wait for the tell all book from those dudes like back in the day. The stories. Have you seen that Metallica year and a half in the life when they go on tour? It's like trying right. to get girls to go backstage and they got to take the drumstick up to the logo or they can't get back and shit. Like, Oh. Hmm. Yeah, Sounds interesting. It's a hell of a thing. Future episode, drumsticks in your vagina. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to give this. How many drumsticks are you going to give this? <laughs> How many would you fit in there? Yeah, I don't think, I think Radiohead would be too polite to insert any drumsticks anywhere. Ah. Um, well, for those that are going to tune into our OnlyFans later, how many drumsticks are you going to use? I could fit a bag of drumsticks. <laughs> it's really loose. A couple of colonoscopies later, you can you can do a lot of things you didn't do in your twenties, Brad. The wide open spaces. Yeah, I'm going to give this six colostomy bags out of the possible ten. Oh, see, that's higher than I thought you'd give it. See, that's all right. That's six. Yeah, the good. St- the good stuff this elevates it. The good stuff elevates it, but then, oh. blah, you know what I mean. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's fine. Do you uh, do you do you acknowledge before we say goodnight? Do you acknowledge that this is? Yeah, it's a classic album. Whether you like it or not, it's a band know. that had some hits twenty-five years ago. <laughs> Like it's another Boston. When the fuck did Nirvana last have a hit? (laughs) Yeah. Well, they had solid albums, like good from beginning to end. Did they, though? (laughs) 
No, never mind. Did they though? What's wrong with never, never mind? Never mind. I'm going to give you never mind. Absolutely. Start to finish. Brilliant. In utero, we had some hit and miss on there. Bleach, ah, you see our previous episode. There's a couple of hits and misses, but more more hits than this uh, thing. Not in utero. In utero's got more misses than hits, I reckon. I'd have to re-listen to it, but that's some great uh, ones. Well, let, let's do that in the future. Okay, computer. If you're a, a, a weirdo who doesn't like society and technology, you'll fucking love this album. I think this computer is running on Linux. Mm. <laughs> you should have brought it back. <laughs> Linux. Running, um, run, running on MS DOS. <laughs> yeah, it's running on DOS. <laughs> it's probably, yeah. Mm. Yeah. yeah. All right. Yeah. Check Are it we out, done people. with this? Uh, yeah, yeah, I think we're done. We're, we've done the smut too, so. Yeah. To be fair for me, it just doesn't have enough chugga, 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 chugga. Yeah, you do need some chugga, chugga. We're learning that. We're learning it together. Right. Sign up to OnlyFans. <laughs>